All right, we're here. Welcome to episode 35 of Versus Mike History. I am your host, Michael History. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And if we are on your preferred platform, let us know and we'll do our best to change that. You can stay up to date on Versus Mike History by signing up for our newsletter and find any further information at versusmikehistory.com. They say imitation is the best form of flattery, but nigga, don't copy me. Don't copy me. Uh-uh. I work too damn hard just to be copied. And no credit given. Because y'all niggas be copying shit, but don't give no credit. I take the credit, please. Fuck the flattery. Fuck the imitation. Don't copy me. You want to compliment me? Fucking compliment me. Don't copy me. Don't just copy, nigga. Don't die. Die. Don't just copy me. Show a nigga some love. Nah. <laughs> yeah. That's some love. Don't just copy me. Niggas be like, I got it from you. Let me know that then. Let me know you got it from me. Credit me before you credit me. Pardon me. But just don't copy me. Flows from the promised land. Never know when it's your time to go. So be honest then. Stretch bucks like I'm Giannis Ken. Don't be stressing about the time I spend. Cutting every line I'm in. Act like you know. Got your bitch moisturizing my fro. The play different when you know what I know. The one you sleeping on. Hustle like I got a beeper wrong. 38 under the pillow like I can't sleep alone. Thriller shit. Can't blame them. They don't know how real it get Gotta know how much you really worth to move this militant Can't forget to breathe when you killing shit Quiet is kept Running laps while I'm pacing my steps Yo, 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 yo What's good, my guy? What's up, man? <laughs> how you feeling? I'm doing well, man. What's up with you? Nothing. Um, Just getting back into the swing of getting these interviews out And um, figuring out how to make this work for the yeah, long term that, That's all it's about right Just trying to figure it out And adjusting Yeah you know I mean? But um How about you go ahead And introduce yourself Oh it's none other than Dollar Sign Done uh, We live in location At the Upper Class Studios This is actually the first interview Ever Done in studio That's so, live We've been here with like Two three years maybe So this, this is this is dope That's we, fire We just got the walls painted too So the, you're the first person In here to see this Brand new space Word well, thank you for having me because um, it's an honor, you know what I mean? Like, and I, um, I'm making it my business to to uh, interview all the acts of Jersey and, you know, put my stamp and put my uh, swing on how you guys get asked to, the questions that people want to know. That's love. That's so, love. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. All right. So, my guy, um, I don't really know where to get started, you know, like this this interview I don't want to say it came out of nowhere, but um, it kind of came out of nowhere. And but regardless of that, I think that it was the right time to put it together. Um, people are starting to put their content back out, and um, you know, even though we're, it seems like we're about to go through the, like the second wave of this um, pandemic, uh, people are ready to work, and I can definitely tell that. Um, through your work and through the project that you put out in August because um, it's put together very 
very seamlessly. Um, and I think that it's one, it, I think it's a project that will define how our sound and what our aesthetic as a state will look like moving forward. Because I feel Jersey in terms of music, in terms of everything, media, podcasting and art and fashion and stuff like that, especially with us being within the culture, the black culture, um, we starting to see everything come together. So I kind of just want to start with the new project um, and then we'll get into all the background stuff later let's on. Let's do it. So let's talk about this um, this One Bad Day project. Okay. Um, it came about like, like I started, I know I had the idea like probably like a year ago, not even gonna lie, bro. Mm -hmm. So last year um, I did a project with my man Tuan Don. Uh, called Summertime in Jersey. Right. So, like, around that time, I'm trying to, like, create and, like, figure out, like, well, what do I want? Because I have one project before One Bad Day called Sign Language. Mm -hmm. So, I'm like, so what do I want my second one to sound like? You know, so around the time, I'm kind of, like, trying to figure it out. And in between that, we started working on Summertime in Jersey. So, that kind of, like, helped get my pen a little better. You know, I'm working with mm -hmm. another rapper. So, we both trying to out-rap out each other. Right. And during that time of Summertime in Jersey, I start, started to, like, figure out what I wanted to do next in terms of like where do I want dollar sign done to go right so mm -hmm. from summertime in Jersey on to up until the beginning of 2020 right so January 2020 I had the idea like I'm gonna put this album out mm -hmm. so um you know we start rolling in what February March COVID hits mm -hmm. so once COVID hit I'm like what the fuck am I gonna do now <laughs> Word, yeah. it's like everything just shut down you know yeah that's that's a lot of people yeah and, and I'm not gonna lie at first I'm thinking like alright two weeks we gonna be good Mm -hmm. three weeks then a month then two <laughs> months and then at, at some point i'm kind of like yo you know i'm in the house i'm getting cabin fever mm -hmm. i'm like yo i have to do something so mm -hmm. I, I started coming to the studio and um from there i just started like working on a project at first i'm just writing songs and i'm like yo this is the perfect time for me to write a project like it gave me i don't want to say a reason to live but it gave me like something to get up and work towards you know right, what i'm right. saying no i understand that so um yeah once i started crafting it it was like i didn't stop not, not at all. I just kept going until it was like a complete body of work. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I knew I knew once it was finished, I'm like, okay, this is this is it. So you began to work on this project, but you chose to put it down for a minute and work on a collaboration project. Why did you choose to do that? Why, why did that take precedent at the time? Um, Summertime in Jersey just made more sense at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, um, just coming off my first uh, EP, which was sign language, like I said, mm -hmm. and the second one was kind of like, all right, well, I don't really have um, what I what I thought would be like a complete body of work. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, it, it would make sense to like put this to the side right now and let's collab on Summertime in Jersey. Right. Um, okay. That makes sense. Would you consider, so you would consider this project to be you consider this project to be um, your first album, first mixtape, first EP? Like, uh, nah, de definitely the second one. Cause sign language, that's like a president of his own. Like, mm -hmm. if you listen to it, it's a, co a whole complete body of work. But it's just like a different version of done that you hear. You know, um, like that was my first project, so I kind of like went into that like with no expectations and like mm -hmm. how it would be received. But it was received good and people loved it. You know what I'm saying? So you know, with the second one, it's kind of like I don't want to create something that they heard already. In terms of content, in terms of like subject matter and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So once it came to uh, one bad day, it was like let's kind of be more vulnerable or more like honest with myself through the music. Word. And do you think that that was easier to achieve 
because of, you know, the way the year has been going in terms of COVID and how the pandemic has hit everybody. And even just in even, you know, police brutality issues that going on within the community. Yeah, I, I would say that all played a factor. But not only that, I was just like honest with myself mm-hmm. in terms of like, let me just be like straight up mm-hmm. and say what's going on through like through my eyes and how I feel. Okay, so talk me through the process of that. How did that? Um, how did you go about even getting into that place, in into that space to to you know tap in? Um, it was easy. Like once the beats come on, it's kind of like the pin just mm-hmm. just works itself. So once 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 I start writing and my brain starts working, it's kind of like all right. This what we doing then. Right. Um, and how close do you work with your producers or like how how does that how does that work? Um, most of the time it's kind of like just through email or I'll mm-hmm. find the beats and I hit them up like, yo, I, yeah. got, I got this for you. And they'll send it to me. And when I send the songs back, it's always like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how'd you make this out of that beat? I right. Sent you. So, but um, I, I eventually i will start working like one-on-one with producers like mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago i actually made my first beat with, oh, someone, with someone else so I'm, I'm gonna start doing that but um uh, yeah right now it's just like i find the beats um i lease them purchase them and mm-hmm. then from there i create and um is it anybody i don't want to say anybody noteworthy because it kind of takes away from the people who you've uh who you've collaborated with thus far but um, is there anybody out there who do you who you think like really knows your sound in terms of who you choosing uh who you choosing to go back to after um, working with them for the first time? Uh Guy Fieri for sure. He produced mm-hmm. uh Doctor Evil. Okay. Um but my homie Talil, Talil, I don't know if you heard of Talil Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh he's from I think Trenton, I think. Oh word. but he produces uh he's super dope producer. I only got two beats from him, but I think he he knows my sound well and he like he that's like his you know forte the way he produces mm-hmm. so I think me and him we're, eventually we're gonna do a project I'm putting it out there now we're gonna do something together but um, I think he 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 knows my sound very well mm. and okay so speaking of sound getting into your influences like uh, how who who was there from the beginning to turn to make done done you know like. Like who was who was there <laughs> in the CD in the CD in the CD players and the cassettes on the uh, you know on the iPod on the yeah. iPod with the with the little swivel on it still <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um damn I would definitely say like Max B mm-hmm. I was listening to him like oh eight oh nine like Word. a kid but when he was still with Jim Jones and them because mm-hmm. I was I was a big Dipset fan. So, you know, he was collaborating with Jim Jones a lot. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. So once I heard one of his songs, I'm like, oh, I'm in. Word. So that was like 08, 09. So I say, I would say Max B, uh, Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. I fuck with Ross since the beginning. Um, Freddie Gibbs. Word. Just like a lot of just like the ones that, that, that started off on real rap shit and just continuously been on real rap shit. So like, it's too many of them, bro. Pusha mm-hmm. T, like the clips. The locks, of course. Word. Noriega, it's it's a lot, man. But like, just Follow like his from New York, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, you know. But I also like the um, like the, the blog era rap of the Wale's right. currencies, Wiz Khalifa's. Like, mm-hmm. so I grew up on like obviously real hip hop, but then when I started to like discover my own music around right. the blog era, it was those guys, the um, currency Wale's, Freddie Gibbs, those type of guys. So I'm curious to know how your influences 
lead to like your recording process. So a lot of the guys that you named like Currency, Mac, Freddie Gibbs, they can lock in Rick Ross, even not with the same type of producers, but um, those guys, they can lock in with a producer, with one producer and create a whole project or, you know, EP or whatever you would like to call it. And um, even before I, I asked you that question, I knew that your sound was reminiscent of them and um, in the most flattering way as, as possible. But how do you, do you think that um, you're more of an artist that's tailored to sitting in and locking in with a producer or um, continue to do what you do now, which is like kind of just surfing the web for different producers and, you know, leasing beats and stuff like that? Um, I would say, like, as of now, what's best for me is kind of like finding my own beats because I'm still, like, obviously I have a sound, but I don't think that's my sound quote unquote mm-hmm. like i'm still trying to discover new shit right you know what i'm saying so um, yeah to answer your question like i haven't uh sat down with a producer and worked on one thing um i've tried like if a producer send me beats with like 15 beats i might only like two of them mm. you know what i'm saying and yeah so it would have to be like we gotta be in this room and create from scratch mm. so um eventually i would get to that point but as of now i, I like finding beats because mm. that, that gives me like a wide range of like different sounds and i can pick what's tailored to me and mm-hmm. once it's all put on the project, everything will be like from a different producer, different sound, but it's all dollar sign done. Boy. Okay. So let's talk about this office space for a little bit. Um, I see pictures of what I assume is the crew. You know, you say you got a fresh paint job, got the logo on the wall, TV, game system. And I see this plaque over here, um, which I'm very curious <laughs> To know the story behind yeah, so uh, how about we get into well, that? that that's a gift um, okay so um i think my man's mom's gave it to him something like that i'm not sure like that's i didn't bring that here someone else brought that up mm-hmm. here so but it just fits like you know like yeah. obviously one day i want my own shit my man want his own shit up there so mm-hmm. that's just kind of like motivation the actually the first day we got that right mm-hmm. um it was leaning against the wall over there okay back turned to me I came in here, I knocked out two records, right? Yeah. And I'm talking to my man. He was like, yo, like, these songs is fucking crazy. Like, I'm like, yo, one day, like, these shits is going to go crazy. You know, just like. You know, rapper shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, in my head, I just keep saying, like, what is this in mm-hmm. this corner over here? Bro, I look over and it's a platinum plaque. Wow. I'm just like, yo, we just talking about music and how I want to get plaques and mm-hmm. can't wait till everything, like, start falling into place and the plaque is right there. So I'm like, yo, that's a beacon of hope. Like, right. that's the sign right there. So um, once we got the fresh paint job, I'm like, nah, this shit is going yeah, right it's there. it's going right back yeah, up. Right, right there. <laughs> now that's dope. Um, so what would you what would you say that this space is for? Um, outside of recording, obviously. Um, I always say this is like my second living room. Okay. Like I come here sometimes and not even make music. Like Word. when you walked in, I'll watch a Reno right. Reno one 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 nine one one. Um, so this is just like the the hangout, you know. Um. I don't come here and always make music. Sometimes I'll come here, don't want some music and take a nap on the couch. Word. Um, it, it's just like, like I said, a second living room. I, I bet, the best way to put it is just my second living room. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess what would you say to creatives that um, are looking for that creative space in terms of like having it outside of where they live and, you know, uh, having some just just having somewhere to go to you know release that expression. Uh, it is very important because before this, like, 
I had to drive 40 minutes to go to a studio. Mm -hmm. I'm paying hourly rates, so yeah. I'm on time clock. Right. But once I got this, it's kind of like I'm moving. Like you get to move at your own pace when it's your own shit. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I come in here, I don't record, I don't do shit. Sometimes we're just hanging out here. But when I do come, nobody's mm -hmm. interrupting me. You okay. know, when it's time for me to work, nobody's coming in here fucking up my feng shui. I'm not on the time clock. So um, it is important to have your own space. But if you don't, don't sweat it. You know, like at one point I had to make use of what I had. So you got like before this was here, this was just a room. Mm -hmm. We turned it into what it is now. So I think it's important if you do have a chance to get your own space, make it yours and make it comfortable. Word. Um, that's dope. Okay. So let's take it back to the beginning, I guess. The beginning of all of this. How... Tell us the story about the beginning of Upper Class and how it came to be. Well, I, I can tell you when I came because Upper Class was um, like my man Twan Don. It was his way before anything. Like okay. I think they started it when they were in high school. I didn't go to high school with them, but um, me and Twan, we knew each other when we were kids. We met when we were like eight, nine years old. Okay. I moved away to New York and when Facebook got popping, he found me on Facebook, messaged me like, yo, you uh, you done from Parkview? I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> Word, like yeah. I didn't, I knew him when we were kids, yeah. but like as teenagers, I'm like, I didn't recognize him. And then he told me, I'm like, oh shit, that's crazy. And I seen he was making music. I'm like, that's dope. So I'm supporting it, but I wasn't into music back then. Mm -hmm. I was just like a knucklehead running around doing whatever. But um, when I moved back to Jersey, we linked back up and he's still doing music shit. I'm like, oh, this is dope. Super dope. So uh, one day he's he went to... It was, I think, an event in New York. I was too young to go in. Mm -hmm. Me and uh, who is now the illustrator for Upper Class that does all the art. Mm -hmm. It was me and him there. Um, Twan went in the event. So it was me and Lee and we outside. We, You know, we walking around. We smoking. And like we just like chopping it up. He was kind of like, yo, what do you do? Mm -hmm. like, what you mean what I do? He was like, like, there's all creatives out here. Like, are you like in the creative world? I'm like, nah, man. I'm just a homie out here, you know? Because I'm just a homie. Yeah, he was like... Um, Yo, yo, you should, you should do something if you're gonna be out here, cause it's like you mm -hmm. know, basically telling me like it's like this is yeah. a, 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 this is a creative hub, like yeah, yeah. You should you should try to like fit in and mm -hmm. figure it out. I'm like, damn, you know what? That, that makes sense. The next day, I got fired from my job. I was like working at a bullshit grocery store. I got fired. I went home. I wrote one of the illest verses ever. And <laughs> from there, it's been it's been curtains. That's a that's a dope story. You know, um, having somebody by your side to uh let you know to tap in and really you know um dig deep and find your creative outlet and expression is is very important and um is even better to be accompanied by a team of people who believe in the vision that you're putting together and stuff like that um yeah i would say this too from that day on everyone's that i've like initially worked with they're still with me. So the okay. engineer that I recorded my first song with, mm. engineer, uh, engineered all my projects. Every song that you've heard, he he's done. Um, same thing with Liam. He introduced me and, and told me like I should be in this community. He's mm. made every artwork for me since then. Word, that's dope. Word, word. So I guess my next question is, um, what do you see? What's What's the next plan? What's the next step for you? And I know that people usually wait until like the end of the interview for these questions, but you know I like to sit down and map it out with people, because I'm curious to know um, how people how people intend to navigate this new streaming era, because like you said, like we kids that are 
of the blog era and um this new thing of like releasing songs over and over and over again until your project comes out and then damn near releasing a whole different project as your deluxe and all of this is 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 very wacky so as a new artist i'm curious to know how you guys approach this industry and um you know what's your approach yeah um I would say more so just being just being us, like mm-hmm. being me to the fullest capacity, but also being creative. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because at the end of the day, I'm just a regular dude. Right. Like I'm no different than anyone else except for I do this one art medium that people appreciate. Right. Mm-hmm. So for order in order for me to stand out, I have to be creative. And I'm not talking about in terms of like I got to do like something to go viral or mm-hmm. be like I have to basically stand out. Right. Because yeah. if you go through the timeline you scrolling through Twitter, what's going to make you stop on my shit and, like, appreciate it rather than you scroll down a couple more times, you're going to see somebody else doing the same thing, right? Right, right, right. So I think the main thing is just being, like, me, but being creative. Mm-hmm. Like, and staying creative. Like, I don't I don't know if that was, like... No, no, no. It, it definitely makes sense because um, I think that this is the perf- this is This is the best time... For us to be creatives, so I think that um, and you and you guys looking to be yourselves, uh, it's a perfect time for that. Just because you know, with this the year we're having in terms of us being inside and everybody looking for something genuine, and us not getting caught up in that Instagram world of like fake bodies and fake lives and like people just want to get back to what's really going on, who are the real people out here, and What's the real art that people are choosing to create? So I respect that to the fullest. For sure, for sure. But um, moving on, I guess, I don't know. I don't really know what to get into right now. Uh, who are some people that you, okay, I got it. <laughs> um, so I noticed that you guys, you got you got your camp upper class and you guys are like multifaceted in terms of fashion and and music like that but in terms of other creatives are there any other people that you would like to work with in jersey um or is it are you in a place where you feel as though you need to just stay in a room and make five five beats five beats a day for three summers like Um, on some kanye shit it's a mixture of both because i do feel like I should always just lock in and be in tune and just keep sharpening my own sword. Mm -hmm. But I also think, like, Jersey is, like, super multifaceted. From, like, the north all the way down to the south, you can just comb through that and find a pick of litter of crazy creatives. Mm -hmm. And I've been, like I said, from north to south Jersey, and I came across a bunch of dope cats from Jersey. So um, there is a lot of people that I have collaborated with that I will continue to keep working with. Mm -hmm. But it is people that I've, like, I've seen on the radar kind of, and we kind of haven't crossed paths yet. But I know, like... When we link, we're going to make something great. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a, uh, for me, it's all about like the time and the shit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like You don't want to rush it or you don't want to come off on some weird shit. Yeah, you know what no, I'm saying? I definitely get so that. So I, I just I want everything to work out and like I want the collaborations to be natural. You know what I'm saying? So that way you ain't forcing nothing. It just like flows. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So um, But to answer your question, though, there is a lot. Um, let's see. Let me start naming them. I, I, I mean, I no, it's, it's whatever. I mean, that's, that's a sufficient answer for me, but. Uh, we could keep going. <laughs> we could keep getting into it if you would like. Um, 
the thing that so I see that you guys are pretty much like a a whole independent operation. Um, I guess I would just like for you to speak to that and the importance of like keeping everything in house and you guys um, owning your own stuff and why it's important for that to be the standard moving forward um, with all creatives. Mm. I would say the name of the game is independence, but don't get independence confused with isolation. Right. Like, yeah, we can be independent and kind of self-fund ourselves or mm-hmm. push each other to do something uh, greater than what, what we're already doing, but we also don't want to get trapped in or put ourselves in a box where we're not collaborating with mm-hmm. other people or we're kind of turning down different opportunities because it's like, nah, they not with us, so fuck them. Right. Like, me personally, like, I'm open to whatever. And right. I can, like, say that with my camp as well. Like, who, whoever we seem... I'm not gonna say like seem worthy, but whoever we see like, oh, they on the same shit we on. Yeah. Let's co- let's feel. Let's see where we can connect and um create something greater than what we doing. Mm. Pretty much. Boy, that's dope. I think that it's important. Uh, I agree with you, by the way. Um, I think that it's important to collaborate and give get different perspectives from from all over, just because you know, um, it's always something that somebody else could teach you, and I feel like. We get so caught up in the like, oh, well, as long as I got myself, I'm, I'll am i be all right. And while that can be very true, you don't want to, like you said, distance yourself or box yourself off from other people who you could grow with. You know what I mean? Yeah, like That's also a, a fast way to burn out as well. Mm-hmm. You're doing everything. and Like, yeah, sure, you can do everything yourself, but mm-hmm. why not collaborate with someone that can do that for you? Mm-hmm. Why, you know, you could focus on something else or like, you know, let someone else kind of like not carry the workload, but uh, contribute to what you got going on as well. And it could be very lucrative for either one of y'all because they're probably thinking the same shit where like I could do this myself. But if I work with this guy, it'll be doper. Mm. Do you feel any pressure as a rapper to like create a sort of like aesthetic for yourself or like no pressure? No pressure, no pressure like, at all, bro. No jewelry, no. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you this. Before I was rapping, mm-hmm. I was still done. Word. So, I, uh, yo, I'm still the same dude that I've always been. Like, for the past couple months, I've been getting like uh, hit up by people that I went to high school with, right? And they are saying like, "Yo, it's so crazy that you're like, you're doing the same shit you were doing in high school." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Yo, that is crazy because I haven't changed a bit." Mm-hmm. Like I'm still obviously I've grown and matured, but I'm still doing the same shit I've been doing. But now people are noticing. Now I'm like, now I'm conscious of what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I was rapping in high school, but I didn't have dreams of being a rapper. You know what I'm saying? But now that I have, like, aspirations and know what I'm trying to do, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, all right, well, you've been doing this for 10 years. You got your 10,000 hours Mm -hmm. already. Now put it in a box, craft it, and get get, get right. Do a business. You know what I mean? Business-wise. The crazy part about that is that it's so funny what you just said because that, like, opened up a whole box of not even memories, but like just thoughts of how people view creatives in general in terms of like, yo, you was a rapper, you was rapping before you was a rapper. You know what I mean? Like, and people think that just because you rap regularly or you rap every day or you rap well, that you could just be a rapper. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. You know what I mean? I think that if, you rap on a regular basis and you make the decision, the conscious decision to make, to become a rapper and you practice that, 
that is super different from somebody who has the ability to rap who just walks around rapping and you know freestyling outside of buildings and stuff like that because how many people from New York in the 80s could say yo I was outside the projects with Busta Rhymes with Hove with you know what I mean like yeah well, we were rapping too That's it. I think that's the same thing with like athletes right because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure LeBron went to school that was people that was better than him that probably bust his ass mm-hmm. but he had probably different opportunities or he had a different vision mm-hmm. on how to do it you know what I'm saying I, I can say personally that I know people that can rap better than me mm-hmm. But they're not cooler than me. They don't know how to make better songs. They can't Word. write better hooks. But yeah. and they can't package it better. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it's it's more than just doing one thing. Like you have to be able to do multiple things in order to be quote unquote mm-hmm. a rapper. Yeah, nah, that's that's real. Um, that's facts. That's and that's what everything. That's what all these media gigs, man. Because everybody thinks that, like, especially, and I feel. And I've been talking about this a lot, but like, especially like with podcasting and stuff like that, people just want to start a podcast and then they think they could just sit down and record and that is going to be a hit. But it's like, yo, it takes a lot more. Like it's, it's a production. You have to be a producer. So you can't just come in and think that you're going to be a host every day right. or a co-host. Like, nah, you got to figure out what you're talking about for the day. You got to make sure your levels is right. You got to do all of this bullshit that's sitting in front of me right now. And yeah, you also have to be willing to like do the work. Cause you can you can easily just came in here, um, and say like, "Yo, we just gonna uh, talk about whatever." Mm-hmm. But you you came prepared, like you came with a whole duffel bag full of yeah. shit. I, like for the past, I mean, the first twenty minutes when you came, you was like, you know, setting up your shit, getting mm-hmm. it right, and you kind of would like focus on that. You said like, "Yo, I'm not gonna ask you no questions yet, cause I'm yeah. gonna save it." So I, I see what you're doing, and mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. I'm just gonna let you know that on, on mic. Thank you, thank record. you, brother. I appreciate that. No doubt. Um. I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't really have any more questions. We could just talk about. We could just chop it up on on bullshit um, and just talk about like how you came up and like um, how you see the world and you know what made you like how you feel how you feel the world impacts you as a black man and stuff like that. But I guess we could let's start with your background first, though. Okay. Um, I was born in Inglewood, New Jersey, which is like five minutes that way. Mm-hmm. Um. My whole, like, my, my pop side of the family, like, they're all from here. So, from, like, they, they migrated from Harlem mm-hmm. and moved to Jersey. But, um yeah, from Jersey, I moved to upstate New York, Albany mm-hmm. area. And every summer, I would always come back down to Jersey. Like, you know, Word. going to grandma's house, going to see Facts. the cousins. So, I know how I go. I was always, like, rooted in Jersey, but mm-hmm. I grew up in another area, right? So, yeah. I got the best of both worlds, New York, and I grew up in Jersey. Um, so, just, like... Any other urban youth, like, once I got around the age ground, kind of, like, get off the porch, mm-hmm. I was getting into the bullshit. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I know how I go. Yeah. Um, and everybody around me, like, all my cousins were older, all my friends was older, so I'm around older kids that are, like, doing the illest shit, and I'm right along with them, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Until, I tell you, it was probably up until my senior year in high school. Um, matter of fact, I, uh, after I graduated, my man passed away, tragically got murdered. And then from there, I'm like, damn, I got to get out of here. Um, like, I had to get out of that environment. I had yeah. to get out of that space because I felt like maybe I'm next. Because the shit that we were doing is kind of like the normal, right? Mm-hmm. And then somebody that was close to me got killed for doing that. So right. I'm kind of like, and yeah, what just to, And just to stay on that for a little bit, like, it's, it's, it's funny because we get these movies growing up of, like, Boys in the Hood or Don't Be a Menace and stuff like that. And you see, like the main character go through something like his best friend getting killed and then like his whole mindset changing and like 
people don't realize that that's like a real thing for us, like for black men in the community. Like, and it's not like people get into the, it's not like we get into the bullshit just because, uh, just because we want to. Like sometimes it's just, we just happen to be products of our environment. And, you know, once you make that decision to, to turn it around, it don't always be that easy. You know what I mean? Like, not at all. and like, I, I always, I'm always thankful for, the talent that I was given to be a creative because I don't like if I didn't have a creative bone in my body because I know I don't got an athletic one like the only thing I did in high school was 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 run in cross country but you know what I mean like I don't know where I would be so like I don't know I just wanted to speak on that for a little bit now that's real and um back to the point of like your environment like I still have friends that still in the same place we grew up in still doing the same shit mm-hmm. but they kind of look at me as like yo you made it out so keep going Right. You know what I'm saying? So I keep that that chip on my shoulder kind of like, yo, they're kind of counting on me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know I can't bring them with me, but I feel like just for me to make something out of myself, uh, make something out of myself will, like, be a win for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. even if I can come back and tell them, like, yo, y'all can do something different. Y'all could Like, I do tell them all the time, like, yo, my nigga try to do X, Y, and Z, and it's kind of right. like, yeah, but... Nah, so yeah. You, you can't know. change anybody's mind. You do what I, you can. I try to, yeah, I try to give them game on, like, you right. know, try to do something different, but... um. Damn, I forgot what I was saying. Damn. So good. We can move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you were you involved in like, I don't know, youth activities growing up and stuff like that? Like yeah, uh basketball, man. Okay. I, I used to hoop like ten hours a day, bro. Where? Just play ball every day, all day. That's all we did. Play basketball, chase the girls, Where? run around, <laughs> cause trouble. Yeah. That, that's it. Um I I did have um a homie that uh he had like a makeshift studio in his kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. So um, where he lived, he lived like on the opposite side of town where I lived at. So after school, I would go to his crib because that's where I'll be able to, you know, go outside, do my little thing, but still have somewhere like to, like mm-hmm. a home base. So I don't got to go back to the crib. Nah, I get it. Yeah. So um, he had a little studio in there. So that's when I first started like rapping on the mic mm-hmm. at his spot. So that would be my extracurricular activity, like playing basketball, mm-hmm. doing whatever and rapping. So like as you progress in your career and you become more successful and things like that. Um, how how do you view um, giving back to your community and like not in, not even necessarily in a in a monetary value, but you know uh, participating with um, local politicians or local activists and local leaders and stuff like that. Like, do you plan on giving back to your community or do you plan on creating your own initiatives or what? How do you how do you view giving back that, that that's a very good question um and me personally like i don't know anyone personally right mm-hmm. um that's an activist that's a politician but um i think my mindset will be more into like monetary so like mm-hmm. giving back to my community would probably be better in like uh purchasing properties mm-hmm. and making sure that people in low-income neighborhoods got decent housing you Word. know what i'm saying um mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm getting into real estate and i talk to a lot of people and they tell me about like how they how they getting finesse, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know they're getting finesse. But like, yo, I gotta pay all these extra fees. I need money for this. Mm-hmm. And as I've been studying real estate, I'm like, yo, the shit that these like landlords or real mm-hmm. realtors are doing is illegal, mm-hmm. but they doing it to people because they know they can get away with it because yeah. they don't know shit, right? Yeah. So I had a professor. He told me like, yo, not like just you taking this class, you know, ninety mm-hmm. percent more than the average tenant, right? That's crazy. And I'm talking to my mom about how was her renting process, and she told me I'm like, yo, that's illegal. That's illegal. That's mm-hmm. illegal. And she's like. 
that's crazy. Like mm-hmm. that you know all of this, right. and that I I and like that she didn't know. You know, she's like yeah. I, I've been written like getting apartments my whole life, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that. But I just kind of go along with the motions because that's what they were telling me to do. Mm-hmm. So back to your question, um, I think it'll be important for me to like like I said get property and make sure that disenfranchised people get a chance for decent housing. You know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. how people um, say buy back the block. Mm-hmm. More Word. so, that that would be that would be more my mentality mm-hmm. to give back to my community. I see a lot of like abandoned buildings or like right. shit that's run down that can be like, yo, the homies can we could put our money together, purchase that, and make sure that somebody got somewhere to live. Word, no, no, no doubt. Um, so you you spoke about your professor. You are college educated. I, I am. I didn't graduate. You didn't graduate. You I'm went. College, yeah, I know a little song. Look, this this is what I say. If you went to college, you college educated. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. if you ain't graduate, yeah, so yeah. can't nobody take away the information that they gave you while you was there. Respect. Um, and I still got them expensive ass textbooks too. It is what it is. <laughs> Word. Um, how would you how would you frame the importance of education to you, and how you think that it may be flawed or how it could change for the better in terms of our communities and how it can help our communities. I hope that I, I'm asking you a little questions, but I like, <laughs> I hope that you can follow. No, no, not for sure. And I, like I said mm-hmm. before, I like these questions cause no one's asking me. This right. Before. And it's <laughs> the shit that I like think about mm-hmm. and like, you know, but, um, I think for one, I do think it's flawed. Cause I would say this, my, like my freshman year, right. Mm-hmm. I just went to play ball. Right. Like out of high school. I'm like, all right, I'm going to play basketball. I chose my school by going on like the um like you can go on the college website yeah. and I'm going through like the all the sports pages mm-hmm. and seeing like what the girls look like. That's wild. <laughs> like, what, what girls is going to be there like That's soccer hilarious. Dog, right? Yeah. So I ended up, you know, I went to a school. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm just there to play basketball. That that's all it was about, bro. I'm going to yeah. play ball. I got out of school at a, at like I think I had to be finished at two o'clock. Mm-hmm. So from nine a.m. to two in the afternoon, I'm just going through the motions of, cl- of school. I didn't know what I wanted to go for. Like no one sat me down. It was kind of like, "Yo, well, what mm-hmm. are you interested in?" Or they just gave me like a, a list of shit and kind of like, "Well, pick pick what you want to do." So for my first two years, I'm just taking bullshit classes. Mm-hmm. So once <laughs> I started to like realize, "Yo, I'm not learning shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just being stressed because I'm like failing most of these shits." Word. It's kind of like, all right, let me reevaluate. So I took a semester off, and I remember I was telling my mom I'm not going back, right? And then my aunt called me, and she was like, yo, I have a friend that works at the school. Uh, like, kind of talk to her, and she could, like, guide you through some shit. So we're talking, and, like, basically she's telling me, like, because I'm like, yo, I want to get into marketing, but I also want to do this. She was like, yo, there's no, no such thing as that. I'm like, well, how is it no such thing? And then mm-hmm. it came down to it that I kind of made my own um, – my own course. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I took fucking public relation courses. I took marketing. I took brand strategy. I took real estate. Mm-hmm. So I made my own, my own fucking college degree. And like everything that I've learned, I actually use. Which which should be the standard in in uh today's age. Like you shouldn't have to follow a um a uh I don't know, curriculum of classes. Like, you should go to college for the things that you want to go to college for. Exactly. And it, and it should be something where, like, all right, they, if I had to take, like, a, a college math course, a science class, and some other shit, I'm like, yo, when am I ever going to use science? I'm like, I'm not a scientist, so mm-hmm. I don't want to take this science class. I'm like, right. well, you can't graduate if you don't take it. Nuts. I'm like, all right, fuck it then. Yeah. But, um, yeah, 
because once once I did started to like learn and, and like mature my mind and realize like yo you can actually use this knowledge mm-hmm. if you know what you're trying to like if you know what you're trying to do yeah college is good for you right right but if you don't you kind of gotta like figure it out yeah. and I, I think about people that go to like these big ass universities and like fifteen thousand dollars in debt mm-hmm. they first four months there because they ain't know what the fuck is going on you feel facts me? the thing about college is that even if you even I agree is like if you have even if you have an idea of what you want to do, like college is, is good for you. I definitely don't think it's for everyone, but I think the most important takeaway is that there isn't a solution for people who go to college and figure out what they want to do and and it doesn't align with what the college wants you to do. Like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense um, because then you got somebody who doesn't want to go through the rest of the process you know what i mean like imagine like going through a process and then it helping you realize what you want to do but then you realize for the rest of the process you got to do a mad shit that you don't want to do and you know most most of most of the people from the generation before us would be like suck it up and you know what i mean like get it done but yo we we living on borrowed time bro like it's no reason why we should be doing anything that we don't want to be doing right now which is why i um i'm pushing everybody to do be their best selves during this quarantine because like yo once we get out everything is going to be hard body going crazy everywhere so yeah yeah, yeah I, I i feel the same way like um kind of like you gotta like i i decided that i wanted to like obviously uh sharpen my own sword and what i've already been doing but mm-hmm. pick up a new skill as well or right. multiple new things so um yeah that that's so what you were saying i agree with 100 yeah. percent. so once shit is like quote unquote back to normal forever gets that or mm-hmm. whatever I want to hit the ground running Boy. you know what I'm saying like no t- this I mean if you needed this time to relax and rest that that's cool but if you have something you want to do I would say just do that shit Word. it's no it's really no excuses like you said we're living on borrowed time and mm-hmm. there's no telling what's gonna happen next straight up yeah that's a fact alright so what would you say is in the future for done in terms of music, when's the next project? Um, are you releasing a deluxe of any sorts? Uh, is there any merch coming? What can we expect? Um, I'll start with the deluxe. I'm not gonna do a deluxe. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I, I don't follow trends. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna do that because I see other people do. It. If it made sense, obviously mm-hmm. I would. But right. Nah. Um, I'll just drop a whole new shit if that's yeah. the case. But um, I do have the next project in the works, but uh. One Bad Day is still hot out the oven, so exactly. I ain't gonna plug that in yet. Of course, of course. Um, I do have a video coming out soon, Green mm-hmm. Tea. Should be out within the next couple of weeks. Um, and just mu- musically, I'm just trying to, like like I said, just keep sharpening my sword, uh, collaborate with other dope artists, dope producers, um, and just keep getting it in, to be honest. Uh, I, I'm still, like, super, super early in this rap game, where it's mm-hmm. like, I don't even feel like I've done anything yet. You feel me? So... I, it's, I just it's understandable to, to feel like that, yo. Yeah, I feel like that as well. So you know, yeah, but that, that's a good thing because it's like you still got that drive. You don't got no mm-hmm. fatigue. I'm like, no, not at all. Like you asked me, like, what's next? Like I got it. I I got it ready, mm-hmm. but I already got this one thing that's out already. So let me yeah. just let that live for a little bit, and the next thing is ready though. Yeah, it's 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 wild. This this these times we're living in because this is like the best time. I feel like this is the one of the most this is the best time that we live in in order to like sit and really let 
a project marinate and let people experience things. But at the same time, people experience it so quickly. So it's like, well, I can't, as a creator, you can't create, 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 and put out, put out, put out, put out, put out, because everybody isn't going to catch everything. But the things you do put out, people will consume so quickly. It'd be like, yo, so where is the, you got to find the middle ground. Yeah. It's, it's, that, it's really, that, it's really. That, that's very, very tough. Cause it's still people still finding my first project that came out in 2018. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and um, One Bad Day came out of August. People mm -hmm. are still hearing it for the first time. So I, I battle with that all the time. Kind of mm -hmm. like, yo, should I like just flood the market? Yeah. Or should I create something with substance, let it live until it like officially dies out and then like give it, like give it enough time to breathe. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like uh, that's why I'm doing visuals right now and just kind of, kind of trying to stay, um, like I do have a whole plan, right? Mm -hmm. And like, Week by week, month by month, I've been following the plan. Mm -hmm. So eventually, when when I, when I get to the end of what I have planned for the rollout, I will start the next one. But it, it but I still like have that in the back of my mind, like yo, just cut it at the knees and drop the next shit. Word. Start, but it, it, it's a constant battle, bro. Constant Word. battle, very very tough. Um, but you asked about the merch. I do have. Uh, I just actually got some samples back. Um, I don't know how I want to drop it yet because a lot of people are just doing like merch mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like, nah, <laughs> no i definitely so, get that like like back to everything else i do i want it to be like um organic and relative to me for sure so um I, but I, but i do have some shit coming soon some super dope shit I, I i would say super super dope shit word that's dope to hear um all right i guess we can wrap there you know this has been a really dope talk i appreciate you sitting down with me and for inviting me uh to the space to record this is a real cool spot and um we're gonna chop it up after this of course so how about you go ahead and plug your socials so everybody can find you out on the cloud uh dollar sign done on all social media platforms you can find my music everywhere that have music you can go to your local corner store and ask them for like the newest dollar sign done and i'm pretty sure they'll have it <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 everywhere um what we got coming up november 1st and this is the first time I'm saying this. We're doing um, a movie night. Me and the homies, we rented out the movie theater. You know, we're gonna social. Oh, y'all did the uh, the hundred dollar joint? Nah, we're oh, we right. doing oh, a, right. a local one up there. Like we got the whole movie theater. We ain't just Word. doing like no small shit. We got the whole shit. Um, November first, come kick it, watch some scary movies with us. Yo, that's um, fire. I'm about to pull up. Yeah, yo, all, all love, bro. Uh -huh. um, all the info will be out probably at the end of this week. Word. But um. Yeah, everybody's invited, man. You know how we do. It's going to be social distance, you know, mass required. That's the mm -hmm. new normal. Make sure everybody's safe. You can just come out and have a good time. Word. All right. And as always, you can find the podcast at VS Mike History on Twitter and at Versus Mike History on Instagram. You can find me, your host, at Mike History on Twitter and at Last Name History on Instagram. As always, everything Versus Mike History related is at VersusMikeHistory.com. And we will see you good black people next week.